soon I will be done Trouble of a world oh, Trouble of the world Trouble Lord of the world I'll sooner will be done <laughs> Trouble Lord Okay, it's fine. I'll edit well, it. I'll put it together. We can sync it that way. We'll figure it out. We'll have a clap on his end and a clap on ours so well, we can... Okay. All right, well, we have the clap. So it's over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have said something. Okay. Like that was the clap. It's the second transient. Fuck. This will all be in there. That's cool. Um, okay, this so... This will all soon be over. Uh, what? Welcome to Film Babble. Uh, th- <laughs> you're listening to Film Babble. Yeah. This is the podcast where Charlie and I watch every movie on the Sight and Sound Top 100 and greatest... Antonio. <laughs> and that's Antonio. And we watch all the movies on the greatest movies of all time according to the British Film Institute. Um, and that is what the show is. Can you increase the the enthusiasm? You're a little low. All right, we have a guest today <laughs> that, I, that I'm very excited to introduce. Um, longtime listener of the show, uh, supporter on the Patreon, um, the man, the Merc, the legend, Henry Merker, dude. What's Ooh. going on? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. <laughs> no problem. We're, yeah, dude, thanks for joining. Um, I am so excited to have you on. We're, we've been friends for a long time. Forever, Charlie kind of refuses to call you his friend forever. I um, what? What? What'd you say? I, Charlie refuses to call you his friend. That's but, not true. Uh, I don't know. We can move <laughs> on from that. That's... I just figured it was important to kind of like mention that. Get it out weird. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I That's not true. Charlie. First of weird. all, Henry, you're my friend. You're my best friend. What? And <laughs> I don't know who the fuck you think you are. Yeah, come on, man. Are you saying that to him? No, I'm saying that to you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, um, well, before we get into what we're watching today, Henry, why don't you kind of tell us like what your relationship is to this list. What's your relationship status? <laughs> to to, to <laughs> movies. <laughs> uh, relationship to like movies and art house film and like, you, you, know, you know, you've you've heard the show. So what are you coming into all this with? Yeah, so um, I would probably say that I'm like more of a layman, if you can call me that. Um, I'm not like, a huge film buff, but um, I've seen several movies on the list. I've been keeping up with the show. I have, like, generally a taste for art house stuff. Um, I saw Yee Yee, and when, like, in line with the show, and it, like, changed my fucking life. Um, can I say fuck? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm definitely, like... I love movies. Um, I love film and mm-hmm. the art form. I'm like an artist in other in other media, and so you know my relationship to film in general is just that of appreciation. Um, but I'm not like you know super deep into it. So I, I figure when it comes to the list, most of these are like completely fresh. Um, like I really have only like I think I already mentioned like watched a couple of them, like maybe five or six before the mm-hmm. show. 
um, yeah, so it's been exciting. And it's been like a fun little journey to like, you know, get into all the little corners of film history that I had never been exposed to before. Awesome, dude. Yeah, me too. How, how much are you caught up? So are, are you, did you see Histoire? Um, yeah, dude, I loved it. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I no, I didn't see it. Um uh <laughs> um How could you? <laughs> I don't even know how I could. Yeah. I wasn't really I I was more entertained by your reactions to it than I think the film could have entertained me or um brainwashed me, but um yeah, I I so <laughs> I watched I'd already seen Parasite, but I watched that with the show. Obviously, it's a banger. Um I did watch Ugetsu, mm. and I had a very different take, and I really wish that we had, I don't know, did we talk about this last time I saw you, Antonio? I just, I didn't, I I think we, we chatted a little bit. Yeah. I don't know if it was in person, but What's you didn't the have deal? the same reaction. No, no. You, you were less positive on it. I don't think I got it. Like, I think it was like, it was like good. It was like how I, like, and I felt the same way about Casablanca, and, um, my friend Jack was like, you're an idiot because you don't love this movie. And I was like, I don't know. It was like, good. It was a good story. I didn't, it didn't blow my mind. But uh-huh. um, And then saw Blue Velvet, which was originally going to be my guest appearance. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it. I thought it was really good. It's not my favorite Lynch, but it's really good. Um, There's probably a couple I'm forgetting, but yeah. I mean, it's been fun. Cool. It's, this is well, like wait, such an engaging... What's your favorite Lynch? Is... Um, is Mulholland Drive your your favorite Lynch? Like of his films, probably yeah. I feel like it's kind of his grittiest and most like honest, if that makes sense. Like of all of them, um, yeah, yeah. But I like have seen the whole Twin Peaks thing like three or four times through, and like if I mm. if I could count the Return as like a film, it would be his best. Like I think it's uh, what. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it is sort of counted as a Isn't film. It? It's on the. Uh, I'm it's sure you've heard. It's on the top. It's on the two fifty. So yeah, can, yeah. You can you can call it that if you want. Yeah, I guess so. And I think he refers to it as a film, right? Yeah, eighteen hour film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, wild. But, um, yeah. I I mean, I kind of Godard th- could never. <laughs> I kind of think Blue Velvet is like, I mean, it's considered like the one of his classics, mm-hmm. you know, but there there is a feeling of it kind of being an outlier in a, in a strange sense, obviously like the straight story and Dune are outliers for pretty obvious reasons, Mm -hmm. but blue velvet, like I don't know that he's made a film to me that has felt like that. I mean, they all kind of have distinct feelings, but, um, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I feel like I feel like things got a lot darker from there on a just like a a lot quicker. Mm. Because Blue Velvet has that kind of balance between light and dark and like the this idealized, you know, world and suburbia and mm-hmm. like the 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 casual beauty of like a blue sky and a red rose, which I think Mulholland Drive also has a little bit, you know, of course with um Naomi Watts's character. But what's going on underneath that kind of takes over the film is so virulent and like Lost Highway too. And but I think I feel like compared to stuff like Lost Highway and Mulholland Drive and um, 
It's like lighter. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a little more grounded, a little more like the craziest it gets um, doesn't really hold a candle to like Mulholland Drive's like last hour, I guess, Mm -hmm. where things just fucking rip apart and you're completely like, what is going on? And Inland Empire is the whole, the entire fucking movie is that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I feel like aside from... So maybe it's that. I'm sorry. Aside from just the format no, go like ahead. itself, like being more linear, straightforward, like it, 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 that I feel like was one of the more like jarring things, <laughs> like watching that movie was I was expecting there to be all sorts of like crazy, uh, uh, chronological shifts, you know, um, which is like, I feel like mm-hmm. well, a lot of what he's known for, or maybe not known for, but like, it's a little characteristic style and um, I don't know. I was just thinking about how like Blue Velvet feels like his in the air tonight to Phil Collins's <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dancing with the Moonlit Night. Like two people might understand. All right, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. but yeah, take a back seat, Charlie. Take it. Take a... <laughs> <laughs> But we like got this. you know, he, like okay. he Blue Velvet was like, okay, I I got it. I'm gonna show you guys that I got it. You know, I can make a fucking story. Yeah, and I can make a compelling action yeah. thriller. Um, and still have the weirdest totally yeah. set design and fucking weirdest wallpaper. Yeah, and have a man be dead. Yeah, there. and like... But and... but also, I mean, it's like we talked about with um, with the episode. It, it was kind of when he started to like crack it open, you know, because it was after Dune and mm-hmm. he like... Like Eraserhead was crazy, of course, and its own thing, but it feels like Blue Velvet was when he really found this style and kind of filmmaking that he just it, it like it was the gateway into what it became yeah because you like yeah. all of it's there in blue velvet it just goes so much further in every direction yeah. from then on yeah so it just feels like that was well the put. the threshold yeah which is also why it's such a great a great film to put on this list is mm-hmm. because it is and Mulholland Drive is kind of like the big film taken to its gate. like uh how would you put it um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it takes the blue it's like the culmination. Thing. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Of a journey started there. Um, it is really interesting but, how well, far but wait, from we're not watching each other they are on the list. But yeah, <laughs> this this is at the beginning and and that's at the end. Uh-huh. Um, and that's like one of the top ten. One of the, yeah, it is one of the top ten. But we're not watching David Lynch. Nah. No, we're not going to watch a David Lynch movie. Dude, we're gonna watch another movie. We're watching the goat, dude. A bright, the goat, <laughs> the goat of we're Taiwanese watching... cinema. Literally, a brighter summer day. We're watching a brighter summer day. I'm so this excited, is momentous. Oh my god, I can't fucking wait to watch. Well, um, I've seen this movie before. I have not. I have not either. Um, and. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. Please don't about this movie. Um, that will that will give you any expectations because you guys have seen Yi Yi. You're pretty much going in how I saw it. I okay. watched Yi Yi, loved it, but I did see it in a theater for my first time. Yi Yi, uh, Brighter Summer Day. Oh, okay. Um, and that was that that was amazing, and I'm interested to see it. Like not in a theater because mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll give me a different experience. Did you um, hold it in? But well, my 
I, no. No, I went to the bathroom once. <laughs> no, he pissed his pants. I sat there <laughs> in my piss. That was me in Avatar. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, same. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's it's going to be different than the theater because our TV's broken, so we're going to watch it on our uh, iPhones. <laughs> So it's going to be our respective iPhones. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to try to sync it up as 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 best as we can. Um but I'm I yeah, I don't I don't have a I don't have any any expectations going in other than having seen Yi Yi and being excited and also daunted by the runtime. Um but of course we take breaks whenever we want. We have the luxury of uh mm-hmm. piss time. That's right. And you and you go pee a lot. I, and I think people should know that. <laughs> it's true. I, I I drink a lot of water. It's it's insane. Sometimes I drink a lot of water. I really... peed three or four times during Celine and Julie go boating. Yeah, and I I just don't know how long how much longer I guess I can <laughs> like continue doing the show if it's gonna keep going that way because well if it's if you have to choose between me or I, I or wait I have to choose between you or pissing yourself my bladder or like taking care of my body all right don't do make it like a, I'm gonna choose <laughs> don't make it like a take care of your body like but that's what it is it's piss. my body <laughs> my choice you're taking care of your piss don't also do not weaponize <laughs> that that phrase damn <laughs> You could have piss or you could have Antonio. Choose. Which way, Western man? (laughs) What is neither? (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, I mean, for those listening who aren't familiar, yeah, this film is directed by Edward Yang. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, As Henry put it, the goat of Taiwanese cinema. Um, He passed away too young. I think Yi Yi was his last film. Um, I think he passed away like a year after. I'm probably oh, wow. wrong, but like I close close to the release of that film. Um, this is the film that kind of broke him through to, into the international circuit. Um, it has a lot of kids in it, and um, it's very fucking long. It's very long. It's four hour, four and a half, four to four and a half. Um, this film was featured in Martin Scorsese's like international cinema project oh, cool. kind of thing. I forget what that's called, but like basically to 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 educate um, yourself in a way, you know, to to bring light to maybe oh, I see. un unchampioned or whatever. Broaden the horizons yeah, of yeah, what yeah. people consider. And this is worthwhile. one of the films he's chosen along I think like uh Probably the Lapper. A Peach at Pong was one like one of oh, his films. Yeah. Um, what's up? I was just talking to this guy who I work with who was telling me that he went to Cannes years and years ago. And he said, I think it was the year Quentin Tarantino was on the jury. Whoa. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that was 2004, I think, because that was the year Tropical Malady won the Grand Prix. Oh, he was on the. Yeah, because remember, jury. that's yeah. something that we found out after oh, yeah. we watched it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. I was like, damn. Yeah, cool. He was like, yeah, it was interesting. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> Cannes Film Festival. <laughs> it was cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think he he was a writer-director. Edward Young? Edward Young, oh, yeah. Okay. We're back. Writer-director. And um, 
Yee Yee, we spoke about it kind of shortly. Is you know, if you haven't heard the episode we did on Yee Yee, go listen to it and go watch Yee Yee. I mean, it's a yeah, an amazing like special subscribe film. and follow. <laughs> subscribe <laughs> to us. Um, I don't know. I mean, should we watch this thing? Should uh, well, I think we should we keep talking to... first of all, and then watch it at like midnight. <laughs> That's what we typically do. And wake up with the sun. In case you didn't know, our our 10-minute to 15 to 20-minute intros are usually like three hours of talking that we edit down. Dude, I could talk forever. Sometimes the things we say... Yeah. Ask me something about birds. I can. I have actor training. I have... Oh, my God, bro. For real. Oh, I was thinking about you the other day, or just today, because I just got all these cameras, and I was like, oh, my God, I remember Henry's cool cameras that he used to take pictures (laughs) of birds. Mm. And only birds. So I'm envious. <laughs> yes. Wait, I actually thought of you, Henry. And this is the last tangent that I will go on, that I will champion. Because yesterday... Enough with the champion talk. I was listening to Magma, oh. the great French band. Yeah. I was listening to Udu Wudu. And I was thinking about how the record ends with... Um, Day Futura, there's like a song after Day Futura, which is the 17 minute insane, like incredible, you know, closing track. And we listened to this in Colorado when we were night crawling. That one, you don't remember. I don't care. But it ends with like a three minute kind of like throwaway little jam after. And I was like thinking about that of like, I just end with Day Futura, end with the big one. Dude, Why? yeah. I don't like when records like, you know what I mean? Dude, when King records Crimson. have like well, the big of, ending song and then end it with just a random song. Like well, end with Starless. Well, think about it like this. That's the end. When you're, let's say, when you're intimate with somebody. What the fuck are you about to say, dude? <laughs> what could this have to do with what we're talking about? Part of it is this exciting moment, you know, where everything kind of comes to fruition and then afterwards, there's like a few, like it's a shorter period where you just like are with somebody else and then you leave or you go to bed or you go and wash your hands or something. And that's, that's, that's the last the, song. Is washing your hands. It's like kissing it. them on the forehead or whatever. Uh-huh. I think that's fucking stupid. And I, I resent you bringing that up. Well, I mean. And you. That's your opinion. Is there going to be any pillow talk in so this So you would film? rather hear... <laughs> is that what you're leading so into much here, Charlie? No idea. <laughs> They're talking about Magma. That's why I bring it up. They listen to Magma. This film was scored by Magma. That would be so fucking Never cool. mind. Could you imagine? Holy fuck. They, uh, I mean. <laughs> that would be so cool, dude. Oh, man. I, I, yeah, yeah, I actually am really excited. It might be a little inappropriate. I think, like, actually, like, talking about the film, though, because, you know, I want to stay on track. I don't know about you guys. I, uh, <laughs> I'm excited to hear the score, though, because I was Definitely. loving the score in Yee Yee. And, like... It was like oh, such a great yeah. way to enter. You're in for it. Yeah. Like. Oh. Mm-hmm. And you. S- Stop Sorry. fucking cutting me off. There's a delay, so it's hard. Um, but you said there's a lot of singing in this one. Yes. That's exciting. Dude, like you're, little kids singing? Yeah. Yeah. Like little. Yeah. Like um, Oliver Twist? Not really. Is it, a, is it like a musical? <laughs> it, yeah. Is this off You know the new Mean Girls movie? The musical. It's like that. (laughs) 
Sorry, you should host this shit, Henry. We, we can't um, fucking. All right, it, we're at twenty minutes. No, no, wait. Oh my god, we have, to, we have to reflect on Celine and Julie go boating. Okay, let's. I actually have something to say about that. You guys, you want to go first? You guys though? talk no, about that. Say your say your fucking piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Henry, feel free to take a break. Heat up your soup or whatever. Um, oh yes, take a bite of food. That's so exactly right. With Celine and Julie go boating. Um, though I have been thinking a lot about it. Um, I want to watch it again. Uh oh. I, I just, I just really want to watch it again. That more than anything, I feel like, man, that was something I'd never really seen before, and I had a hard time with it, and I want to go back to it, and and see what changes. Yeah, that's how I feel. I feel like sue me. <laughs> sue you? <laughs> I go keep going. I feel like yeah, one day you'll get it, and <laughs> we're all excited for to welcome you. <laughs> Into that, that world, <laughs> into the world of understanding and. <laughs> Thanks, man. And I'm 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 really looking. What forward did you to fucking that. think of the movie? Um, I didn't get it at all. And I don't be true. I I'm sorry. Take two. <laughs> I. <laughs> I really liked it, and um, I. Um. I keep thinking about the opening shot and about it. I, I was reading about it and I was reading that it was like kind of parts of it were taken from like Alice in Wonderland and through the looking glass and, and how Celine running was like the white rabbit and she chased her. And that just that little idea totally has been transforming the film. And so I'm really eager to watch it again because mm-hmm. I think I'm going to, going to see a lot more of that development of that kind of idea. Yeah. Of like what it means. But I don't know. I, I, I can't say I've thought about it too much because I've just had a busy time since we watched it. Yeah. But I really loved it. Um, I think our episode on it was so silly and stupid. Yeah. Um, Maybe we should talk about the controversy behind that. <laughs> um, so We're getting a lot of backlash on Twitter. And um, I just want to say to the to the people who listen in the virtual spaces and, you know, to our to our followers on TikTok and um, metaverse and, and, and <laughs> Google plus, um, we let you down. We let you down. We will be taking a, another six month break. We're going to take a silence <laughs> <laughs> and rethink our <laughs> rethink. To um, just rethink. No, but ourselves. you know what? My next film that I did watch was rope. So awesome. Mm. Awesome. Love rope. It's fine. Rope. Okay. Um, anyways, uh, Oh, yeah. The <sighs> shit we were saying at the end of that episode was a joke. Please don't take it seriously. Um, I feel like I should say that. Please don't take it seriously. Please take it out of context and use it against us. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. All right. Let's. Uh, should we watch this movie, guys? Let's do Let's it. Let's do it. All right. Hell yeah. Um, okay, we are back. We just watched A Brighter Summer Day. 
Uh, Charlie's looking wistfully, <laughs> absentmindedly off into the night. Um, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's not that's not really what I was doing, but I saw you. Yeah, yeah I think you, bro. I think wow is like the best way to f- to describe how I feel. Yeah. I uh got up after finishing it and just stood in my dark empty bathroom because I had to <laughs> take a whiz, but I just kind of stood there and was thinking about it for a little bit. Yeah. Kind of um, lingered like that. It's still kind of lingering. I feel like I shouldn't be even talking about it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, similar to uh Yee Yee, it's a movie that that sticks around for a while after you finish it, you know? I mean, it's tough um, not to with, you know, you give four hours of your day to, like, yeah. one idea or, you know, many ideas, but put into one composition. Yeah. And you kind yeah. of, like... Like, I thought I was thinking at one point, like, this could be longer. Like, three and a really? half hours in. Yeah, I was, like, so <laughs> invested in what was happening. Yeah, I was just like, uh-huh. I can keep watching this, like, family in this situation, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't feeling that. No, you weren't. <laughs> really? No. no. What were you feeling? I was feeling, um, by the end, I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had had enough by the end? Um... Sort of, yeah. Uh, I think so. I mean, it's long as fuck. Wow. It's long. long. And I am so thrilled that it is and that, um, I don't know. That was long. I I think I went in a little bit like, oh, yeah, we watch long movies. Mm -hmm. This is going to be fine. It was hard. It was really hard. Like, two hours in, I was like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. There's two hours left. Um, yeah. Well, what I find, like, difficult about the movie, um, because I, I feel like it, um, I mean, I've seen it before, but even the first time I was able to get on its rhythm, get in, you yeah, know, onto its rhythm definitely. pretty well, whereas... You know, there there were moments, especially like I would say, once the dad kind of has his little stuff near the end of the movie. Um, I remember in the theater thinking, like, "Wow, this is so long," but not like necessarily I'm bored, and just yeah. in this like, "Wow, no. this is still going." Right. You know, like and- we're going past that kind of midpoint climax, for lack of a better term. You know, that's very exciting and. Mm-hmm. Um, full of stuff but then the last roughly hour and a half that's after that um where uh let's not get ahead of ourselves yeah but 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 i mean if we're talking about the the feeling feeling of uh the pace and the length like the plot like kind of it's so hard to describe because it's like it's well, definitely we do more a synopsis. 
before think? we get into the details or yeah yeah we should i mean not nothing too um spoiler heavy but we should like we should structure what we're about to talk about mm-hmm. i guess bit. i'll just i'll just say i i enjoyed it and while i did feel the length i um i, I was with it and and it didn't feel like so long to me where I was like by the end, you know, it's, it definitely like should be that long. Like the movie Mm -hmm. I think is like intentionally made and I, I didn't feel like, like, come on, we can, we can get this done quicker. I felt like Mm -hmm. this is just the movie's length. This is the movie's pace. This Mm -hmm. is what it needs to do. I, I agree. Although I, like not not in the sense that it doesn't feel like it was made intentionally or that any of the time was wasted. I do feel like, at least for me, well, I don't know. I'm I'm having a really tough time. Um, I think I've just left a little bit frustrated, and I think more so mm. with the story than the film, because mm. it is. Well, we'll get there, but yeah, it's just like. It's hard it's, to follow. It, it's not yeah, even it's not that. It's not even that it's hard to follow. It's like I'm well, I'll, I'll save it. I'll save it. Okay, I'm just okay. feeling a little bit like I don't know. I'm feeling okay. a little bit like uh, I'm chewing on it. Yeah. On gristle right now. I definitely um, that, understand that too though cuz I feel like the first hour or so i was like really trying like i was using my brain really hard to be like okay who is in what game yeah yeah like (laughs) like who what is everyone's relationship and also like er some people have like two names like Mm -hmm. xiao sir has another name yep um and like i also like i still don't know who airplane is but i just know he yeah like but i mixed him up with ma yeah and, like, there were some characters that were very apparent because they were very, like, they were, the, like, Cat was the singer and his voice is mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> like, there were some characters that kind of slipped in there and, like, made things, I feel like, a little unnecessarily muddy in the early. Like, the, the first act, really, hmm. I think, was I was certainly a little lost. And that might mm. just be, like... I kind of felt the same way with Yi Yi too, to be fair. Like, there's a lot of characters, and it doesn't yeah. hold your hand at all. Um, uh-huh. And it, things will happen between scenes that mm-hmm. aren't shown, yeah. but referred to, mm-hmm. and you have to be listening to, like, know that that happened, right. and that's what they're talking about. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Well, you know? I mean, when I say I'm frustrated... Uh, I don't even necessarily mean in that way. I I, I feel like, at, at, you know, at times, yeah, sure, it got muddy or I didn't know, quite know who a person was, but I didn't get too caught up on, on that or, like, trying mm-hmm. to understand. I, I felt like I was, I was like, feeling the film as it went. I think that there's just something, and, and I, I don't necessarily want to get too deep into this now because we're going to talk about what the film is and the story of the film, but there's something about it that I just... I don't know. It just I, it left me feeling not good. So just left me feeling so bad. <laughs> and I think 
I don't know. And I, I feel a little bit like I see the purpose and I see to what end. But I, I don't know. I, I like tragedy. I like drama. I like extreme emotion. And, mm. and in this film, it, it just felt a little bit pessimistic in a way that surprised me and that sort of disappointed me. Mm. Um, and that is a that is a complicated feeling because I'm not sure that that's a detraction. I just am feeling really yeah like yeah. I don't know. And again, we'll we'll save the the some of the details on the plot, but it's not like Yee Yee. It's different. It's yeah, very, very different, different from you. Well, it's yeah. very different. There are some similar, in some ways stylistically similar. Definitely similar. some, th- yeah, some definitely some thematic elements that are that were re-explored in Yi Yi or explored in a new way. But there's like a lot of like individual isolated elements that are similar, but the setting is completely different. The story is completely different. Like the 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 you know the movement is yeah. very different too. But like yeah. I, I like watching it, I was like, oh, this is the same guy. Like oh yeah, of course, um, of course. Yeah, it. it mm. I think uh, yeah, it's like oh you know go ahead go ahead. I was just gonna say like the father son relationship was the primary thing that like was the big uh, connection for me. But I think that's mm. like. Um, in this film, in well, Red yeah, too. well, and 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 I mean, in Yee Yee, there's like, like an incredible synergy between the father and the son and their shared experiences. Um, mm-hmm. um, uh, obviously, they're they're different characters and they have different experiences they share, but like we see the mirroring, you know, between yeah. the characters. Um, and I was like really compelled by that. I I, I mean, um, I think. I enjoyed what Yi did with that a little bit more, but also because I saw myself as the kid in that film more than I saw myself as the kid in this film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Agreed. Well, so Yi Yi takes place in Taipei the, in the in the nineties, right? Ostensibly. It's it's a like contemporary. Yeah. So and like this 2000. film, Brighter Summer Day, takes place in. Late 1950 through early 1960, Taipei. Um, Just a few years out of the war uh, with Japan and uh, mainland China, I think. It's the Chinese Civil War. Chinese Civil War. Yeah. So, well, go ahead. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I mean, the the families we're following are the, um, I guess, refugees or political exiles of the Civil War. Right. Um. And so, like, a lot of the big setup is how they are struggling due to the fact that, you know, beyond matters beyond their control have sent them away from their homeland and their own culture and their own identity. And now they're living in mm-hmm. this kind of national state in Taiwan. And that's right. probably not the most totally accurate historical representation, but um, that's the setup, yeah. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, and I think... And I think something to that is that, like, this film has, to me, an, like, almost an oppressive quality. There's yeah, something so sure. restricting and so, um, uh, I don't know, it just feels like everything, all the walls are caving in. Yeah. Um, 
there's in a, in like a, in a really like subtle way that doesn't fully land maybe until the end and maybe that's why i feel this way because i just feel like i felt by the end i just was so ugh, i just was so over um overwhelmed by that feeling that claustrophobia that kind of like yeah just it felt I don't think the film is necessarily hopeless. I don't think Edward Edward Young is hopeless. There just was a hopelessness mm. to a- aspects of the story that we will expound upon that just have me feeling this kind of just like I'm all, like it's like I'm, I'm rejecting that a little bit. But that's also I don't I don't know. I'm just having mm. this like really um, yeah I got you conflicting experience. Got you. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think like that setup. Um, which you put very well, Henry, I think is like uh, essential to the movie. Like essential to, I think, making sense of the feeling of the movie and how how that setting is running basically parallel to this child's coming of age story. How it's like side by side. With and it's, with those experiences that we've had, the first kiss, the you know first love, friends getting in trouble, you're at school oh, while man. also you know being sometimes feeling and being framed like a prison drama, a crime drama. Like uh, I mean, it's literally a crime film, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, all of these things are tied into the politics of that time and of that place. Um, in, in explicit ways, more way more than Yee Yee was. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, and, and it's like, yeah. it's, I think what Charlie is saying is like a very accurate thing within the film and like the world setting up of like the, the uh, you know, um, I, I don't know if oppression is really the word, but like the walls are closing in on everybody. Like, every, you know, the, the, even, the father who like is supposed to be you know the the patriarch and the uh the um role model for for Schauser is like uh you know facing those exact same oppressive forces just through like a different um government agency or whatever yeah but it's yeah yeah, like the and the setting is so integral to like that experience, but it's also a, an experience that like, you know, we've all probably felt that we tried to be our honest self at one point and we were arbitrarily punished for it. And like we see that both yeah. like as the kid when you think back on like sometime you got in trouble for something that wasn't your fault as a kid and how unfair and unjust that was and then, you know, that shit happens in real life as an adult too. And, like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of something that I think this film, like, really shows very well. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I, I wonder what your your take on that is. Yeah, I think, like, um, it's uh, what became clear to me on this watch, because the first watch, like, I, I went in completely blind, and I had trouble necessarily like understanding the the political context of the movie 
Mm-hmm. I was just kind of going with it. I mean, mm-hmm. like, okay, here we are, and these are these characters, whatever. But this time around, I felt really keyed into just how much um, the the grander situation was affecting Chaucer. Like, and basically what happens towards the end of the movie um, didn't feel as much of a shock as it did the first time. Um, Where, like, I was, the first time I was like, whoa, what the fuck? What the fuck? And the second time, along the way, knowing, right? And feeling the breadcrumbs that were laid there that weren't like mystery film breadcrumbs like you know what i mean by that yeah yeah like the breadcrumbs clues. right yeah yeah you're not given like plot specific clues mm-hmm. besides certain things which we can get yeah. into later but, but it's yeah. it's the atmosphere it's the setting it's the people and the things yeah. that he's witnessing and and being a part of it's like a mounting sense of yeah. this thing that is to come yeah, yeah. E- even um, like it's cumulative Exactly. Even the shop owner who like berates yeah. his father, you know, the teachers who are are berating him, the like it's like little it's like death by a thousand paper cuts, like one at a yeah. time. Um Yeah. It's it, you know that, yeah. it almost reminds me of like the same kind of similar kind of themes to The Wall by Pink Floyd. not a huge there's probably maybe a very small little comparison to be made but you know it's like a lot of um similar related themes of like little things adding up over time you know little Mm. um i don't know i don't know where i'm going with that it was like well i mean also so we can just cut this out yeah yeah can you do that later (laughs) (laughs) oppressive government forces like affecting the individual I mean, I haven't yeah, seen the yeah. wall. I've heard of the wall, but Have you listen to can, it. I've heard it. Okay, the good. record. Jeez, <laughs> this guy. I haven't. You ever heard the wall? I don't think so. You would like it. I've heard Dark Side of the Moon. That's it. Oh my fucking! It's God. probably the better what? album. In any case, it's like um, yeah. Let's. <laughs> it's yeah. really just like the idea of like the inescapable feeling of. You know, being under the foot of something, right? Like something I, larger I the, than you. The kind of you know? central, like yeah. the another yeah. brick in a wall, uh-huh. right? And then, like you know, right. these the things add up. And so, like when that very final climactic thing happened, I was like, "Yeah, th- this makes a lot of sense." Like, yeah, it 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 was shocking, and I was definitely like, "Why?" But then, like it said, <laughs> yeah. like at first, I was like, "What?" But it settled yeah. in, and it like felt like I I now see the whole vision of this thing, right. you know. Yeah. So let's let's do let's do a rudimentary synopsis, um, just to okay get that synopsis, and then kind of like a final disclaimer for anyone who hasn't seen the film, basically what we think that person should do, and then we can get into it. Is that a good structure? Sure. Yeah. All right. The synopsis. So, um, Henry, do you want to start that? Yeah, I mean, it, it starts <laughs> with 
you know, we're following a family in Taiwan, um, and the middle, or I guess the youngest son of the family is currently failing out of school, um, and his father is basically saying, you know, this is a smart kid, why are you failing him? And, well, it turns out he is feeling a little disillusioned with life and is kind of dabbling in some gang activity and kind of the setting of what we already set up before, but the setting of um, Taiwan at this point and Taipei in particular is a little tumultuous. Um, It's it's a bit chaotic because it's, you know, military-occupied and it's just following a, a large war. And so gang activity is the place where young people find their social acceptance and community. Um, Mm -hmm. And we kind of follow this kid as he navigates not totally being a full-fledged gang member, but trying to be a good student, trying to follow an honorable life as his father, you know, as his role model father tries to teach him. Um, He wants to be honorable and do well in school, but he falls a little deeper into his gang activity. He meets a girl. They mm-hmm. kind of hit it off. And it turns out that um, she is mixed up in some other gang activity. And so it kind of starts this whole... Uh, Romeo and Juliet, West Side Story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... For real, for the beginning, there's, yeah, like a similar kind of, like... There's definitely, like, a... Yeah, like, there are certainly parallels. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, Do you want to take... Yeah. Sure, yeah. (laughs) Yes, and then kind of... Well, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) No, yeah, so we see see Zhao Sir, who is the the youngest. um, Or the, the... He has a younger sister. Yeah, but he's yeah, yeah youngest, youngest boy. Youngest boy. Uh-huh. And um he is a part of I think you said he's a part of this night school and it's a lot of his fellow gang members are there and it's the kind of back and forth between them and a rival gang and it it, it uh grows in, in intensity and um par- like there's a paranoia. There's a feeling that something's going to happen su- substantially between these two groups. Uh, and that is sort of uh, there's the catalyst for that is that the previous member of the gang Sauscher is sort of associated with, um, who has been in hiding for a long time since killing a member of this rival gang, reemerges and um, something happens that just starts a essentially a war and and leads to um, well a massacre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And. <laughs> And Zhao sure, <laughs> which I guess is the still... spoiler warning moment of yeah. Well, I, well, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. once people yeah. start dying, it's a little surprising. Yeah, so like whoa, the, whoa, definitely. Yeah. That scene but was. It, it feels kind of inevitable. Crazy, inevitable. It was fucking yeah. crazy. It's yeah, <laughs> like it was Here. insane to see that after watching the previous two hours, but but also, yeah. it's just brutal. It's just fucking brutal. Uh huh. Um, yeah, but it's also like Zhao Sir is not; he's still not really a part of it. Yeah, I mean, he is, but he's always on the periphery. He's like a, an observer, and he's uh, guilty by association, mm-hmm. and also by his desire to be a part of something. But he's mm-hmm. never quite 
that he's never quite not a part of it. He's never quite a part of it. And I feel like that's a pretty central motif, uh, having yeah. uh, also to do with the fact that they are exiles and the fact that, you know, he and his father both have this this issue where they're they're seen as something that they aren't. Yeah. But they want to be something, but they aren't, and it's this mm. ever ever being in held in suspension between things. Yeah. Yeah. Or perhaps outside of things. Well, and yeah. there's like I mean, just... Sorry, go ahead. I'm just going to uh, No, you go. I was going to say to summarize the film, basically it's it's the boy's relationship to th- this kind of gang conflict, his life at school, his life at home, and that's essentially what we're following. And his relationship yeah. with this girl Ming. With this with who? With Ming. With me, yeah. with this girl. Yeah, and like, um, it's that's pretty much it. It's kind of um, following every up and down of being an adolescent at once, but to like an extreme. Like, yeah, he's like you know romantically interested in this girl, and like, um, you know, has some hopes, and also at the same time is taking part in like very violent gang activity and disappointing his parents, you know. But mm. like. He's just navigating his way through, and there's, like, a moment that I think, like, really sets up Xiao's character, where he, like, gets into a little fight with the member of the gang that he's kind of leaning into, and one of the one of his friends says to this, to this gang leader, Sly, he says, you know, Xiao might be a bookworm, but he'll hit, he'll hit like a truck or something of that sort, yeah. you know? He'll lock yeah. horns. He'll lock yeah, horns he'll- with you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's like, you know, and, and we see that in his father too. And I think that's like kind of the second uh half of the film is like really a lot more deeply personal related to the father and yeah. the family as a, at, at at large and the father like, you know, we see he has his anger issues and we even like we hear that through another character who says if you want this promotion, you can't act out with your anger like you did in in shanghai um and of course he does um and he gets in trouble for it um and we see how he gets his son in trouble for it exactly he gets his son in trouble for it his son gets a demerit um and like all this hard work that he's building up to like you know he ends up pulling it all down uh yeah just at the, the you know the flick of the switch he's pushed to his limit and it all comes crumbling down. And, you know, there's a nice little parallel story between the father and son there where you see it happen oh, to yeah. both of them. And you see a lot of things happen between both of them. Like the father gets interrogated by the Secret Service, um, is taken away from his family, and it's like very clearly a stressful and like, you know, traumatic situation for him. And he's made to take a test. And just like the son did in the beginning of the film, he does his best on the test and is... Um, ridiculed for not giving the perfect answer and made to feel lesser. And, you know, he just wants to help to get himself out of the situation and save his family, you know, or, you know, to to be there for his family. And no matter what he does, no matter how honest of a person he tries to be, he ends up being, um, you know, brought down by the system. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. If you haven't seen this movie, um, yeah, <laughs> tough recommendation. I think 
Um, start with Yee Yee. Definitely. If you've got the stomach, then go for this. This is a, I think, like, um, it's a fantastic coming of age film. Uh. It is a, uh, I don't want to say challenging because it's not like obtuse. But it's, I think it is challenging. I mean, it's it's it, it's, it's, it's not respects the, you. It's not for the faint of of moviegoers. Yeah, yeah. You got to be locked in for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's one of the greats. I think it's like an epic, truly an epic. Um, and uh, I'd recommend it. I mean, I I think again, tougher sell. It's four hours. Um, like that is yeah. always going to be hard, and you can feel it, and it's part of the film. The length is a part of it, and it's necessary, and it's a great film. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, what do you guys think? How would you recommend it before I mean, we I think really get into it? I'm a little bit more probably – I'm a little bit more hesitant than uh, than that in terms of my, my uh, recommendation just because – it's so tough and I'm like battling it in my mind right now in a way that I'm sure like I'm going to come to more of an understanding and uh, like have, have, have a, a, conver- a continuing conversation with this film that's going to lead me somewhere with it. But right now I'm, I'm sitting a lot like a lot more ambivalent. Um, and, and I feel like a lot of the people that I know who listen to this would, would, would probably struggle with this film. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's definitely worth watching and like just I mean stylistically Edward Young is is oh just God. incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I wrote it's so this is how simple a movie can be. You know there are just scenes where it's just a static shot of things happening and it's so affecting. You don't need like a a a close up on every fucking thing and like a a, mm-hmm. a take uh reverse on everything. Like you can just set down a camera, and if if the story is rich, and if if the vision is clear, and the actors are on board, you can tell a really powerful, compelling story mm-hmm. with a lot less of those like bells and whistles. And I mean, that's yeah. what every film on this list teaches you. But I mean, Edward Young is like really, really great at that kind of simplicity. Yeah, like he he's yeah. giving exactly what he wants to give you, and and nothing more, nothing less, and it's mm. clean. I'll say clean. I mean, he he knows how to direct drama for for film. It is very mm-hmm. much like a cinematic uh, portrayal of of drama. Yeah, you know. Um, to, yeah, kind of stupid. But so on that note, but, like I recommend it because it is, it's phenomenal, and it's like what you see is just as important to it as what you don't see. But um, yeah. But in terms of, uh, if 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 you're not like a steadfast cinephile, this is this is pushing it. This is really pushing it. I'd say. Yeah. Anyway, what do you think? Henry? What do you think, Henry? I mean, yeah, I think as someone who isn't really a steadfast cinephile like kind of more of a casual um i i enjoyed it a lot i think i enjoyed yee yee more because it felt more relatable um mm. just by nature it like it it was more there's more to grasp onto but at the same time i i think it's worth watching if you have 4 hours to spare um, 
I, I like, I think you, yeah, I, I kind of agree with both of you. And I think Antonio said it best that like, if you have seen Yee Yee or if you're into like slow cinema, like you'll like this a lot. Like it, you'll really enjoy it, but this is not the kind of film that you watch on a date. Like, yeah, certainly not. You know, like this is not like Christmas with the family. Let's watch a movie. Um, this is very like I'm going to sit in my room and watch this and absorb it and I'm going to I'm going to go like right to bed afterwards or go <laughs> on a podcast. Or go on a walk. Yeah. Yeah, we're going on a walk. Yeah. Well, and that's like, and that was like why I was like thinking to myself, like, I could keep watching this because I felt like I had gotten so deep into the rhythm of the film, you know, that like, it was like really weird to like turn it off and just like, be like, okay, now I have to talk about this and like process what I just saw. Like, I felt like I really needed to like completely take a like five minute meditation. Um, And I think that might just be Mm -hmm. the length, but... In any case, I, I recommend it to anyone who's invested in longer format cinema. Um, and I think it's a good film, but uh, I guess we're going to get right into that, right? Yes. Okay. So, so spoilers from here on out. Spoilers sure. from, from here on out. Um, I want to get into it. Dive on in. What do you guys think of uh, the violence? <laughs> Yo, it's sick. <laughs> uh... How, how so? How do you mean? Like the massacre and the ending. Mm-hmm. I mean, having seen Yi Yi, which is which has a moment of surprising violence, though it's off screen. Yeah. Um, this movie shows violence well, way more explicitly. I uh, first of all, I f- I found the initially I found the way the violence was done, like physically and uh, visually, uh, interesting in that. It, it was a lot of, I, I don't know. It's always different. However, someone's going to show someone getting hit or slapped or whatever. But in this film, because you're seeing it and because it is such like an objective view of these events, um, the slaps just look very mild. And like the <laughs> scratches and the hits, they all look very um, staged, which makes sense. It's just kind of like, okay, I accepted that early on that like, mm. The, the sometimes the hits and the, the yeah. battles look a little yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Which now, is okay. I have a thought about that because this is something mm-hmm. that comes up a lot. Um, the pretty much like a, a lot of the culture of these youths, the <laughs> gang culture, the music they listen to, the way they dress, they go to the movies. It's all influenced by like fifties American pop culture Mm -hmm. they listen to elvis presley the gangs are like they're like 50s gangs you you, know story they yeah Yeah. it feels like west side story sometimes the way jeans and a white t-shirt everyone's always like grabbing one of them and like they're being held back like no you know what i mean like grab them boys i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna give them a piece of my mind um and it's a little like whoa like it's it it feels like these characters saw those movies. Um, 
and are like basing their personalities around that and the way they talk to each other and you know the way honey comes in with his like outfit and his his pants and his jacket that he doesn't put his arms through the sleeves and he walks up you know it's it's like very cool and i think the movie sells it but there's also this underlying like they're kids they're kids yeah all of them are kids yeah all of them that was a th- i wrote a note that just said being a kid was dumb and i wrote that <laughs> in that scene where honey walks up while like everyone yeah. is like standing at attention for the national anthem and he's just like all cool and walking and i was like you're dumb like, <laughs> yeah everyone is dumb <laughs> like mm-hmm. rules don't exist they're just a thing we agree <laughs> on and like <laughs> yeah I, I, yeah it, it does yeah, it does I I, and i don't know if it minimizes the violence like the the kind of um pop culture uh like the pulp of it or whatever but like it and and and, and like you know obviously like what charlie was saying like it is very they don't hide the fact that it's staged like that and that first moment where the kid has the brick and he like hits the other kid you can see that the brick is like made of foam like you can see how they're holding it like they don't like they don't try to hide it um and i don't like know how to feel about that except that like i feel like the violence isn't there for being gratuitous it's just part of the plot and it's not uh-huh. You know, it's not it's not meant to be like, oh, this is a crazy fight scene. Like this is shocking. Mm. It's just like this event is shocking, and we're that is like the event itself is the thing to be yeah. focusing on. You know, and I I feel a little bit going off of that. I feel a little. I agree with you partially. I think there is something to the fact that. Um, the violence being like stagey and kind of unreal uh, works and makes sense in the fact that it is so they're so uh, it's so pervasive in their culture, like the meaning that like the gang and the kids, um, not necessarily Taiwan, but that things like getting scratched or getting slapped or getting punched aren't as big as they are to someone like like me who, you know, at least for the last like 10 years, I don't really experience a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Well, last like six years I was in boy Scouts. So <laughs> it's definitely some of that, but, but I don't know. So like to me, like something like slapping your friend in the face is a bigger deal than it is to these people. So yeah. it makes sense that it has a more, more of a muted physical expression. Although at the same time, I think with the style of this film, that is a little conflicting because it is very, um well my experience of it at least is that it's very um like realistic to a certain degree and like what you're seeing is is what's actually happening mm-hmm. um so it feels like a little bit like they just weren't able to have that part of it match and so it became stylized but i i had a bit of a mm-hmm. uh, of a back and forth with it during the film that i don't think was intentional yeah so that was just me well i have a i think you'll find this interesting probably um not. i think the movie is uh intentionally uh reminding the audience of moviness and filmmaking through that film studio 
and even towards the end, Shausier kind of rebukes the director or whatever for how he's portraying truth, and he's making. Yeah. But it's it's kind of a like flippant comment about Ming mm-hmm. because he you know is down bad about her, but I think it's intentional in terms of like making us think about Edward Yang and how he's choosing to depict things that are real and not real. So when we like have the the violence that permeates a lot of like the first part of the movie stick ups and like punches and chases and slaps and scratches it feels staged and it feels like not real it feels like a movie mm. until things get serious until, and you don't see any of it until he trades the flashlight for the knife for the knife Think of, like, the massacre scene during the typhoon. You don't see really anything outside of, like, that first slash. Yeah. And that's, like, a jarring, like, oh, my God. And then you hear the sounds of them dying, and you can only imagine what it's like. And then you see Shangdong or whatever his name is, Mm -hmm. like, dying as uh, as the girl is, like, crying over him. And then later at the end of the film, when Xiaoxir stabs Ming, you don't see it. He just, like, kind of goes up to her, and you're like, did he just do what I think he did? And then you see him covered in blood. Uh-huh. Dude, you it's know what because, I mean? like, like, Edward Young faked us out before. And he did it in Yee Yee, too. But, like, there's he this did. scene. He did! He did! <laughs> there's this scene where Ming fires a fucking gun at him. Yeah. And uh-huh. I was like, yeah. what? And they, <laughs> they linger on that for so long. And then it, mm-hmm. like, you know, cuts to to Chaucer and he's just like a little shook but he's not dead and it was like the exact same thing as um when um Yang Yang yeah yeah or yeah in Uh in in Yi Yi like (laughs) like fucking drowns but doesn't (laughs) yeah but yeah but I think totally and in this one it like (laughs) like I don't know it was an interesting little like um contrasting parallel you know between Ming <laughs> pretending to kill or almost killing um, Xiao Sir, and then like he actually goes and kills her, and like not mm-hmm. that they're like thematically tied, but like just as like an event, a fu- like a thing that happens. It's like mm-hmm. I don't know, interesting. Yeah, well, I I think there is a distinct parallel between the the quote unquote youth violence and the actual violence that they've been kind of like indoctrinated mm. into committing mm-hmm. by the end of the film. You know, like, at, at first it's kids being kids, and then they fucking kill each other with yeah. swords. At first it's kids and being kids. And he stabs her. And there's, like, legends of, like, oh, yo, that's the kid who's who stabbed, you know, another yeah. kid at another school, and everyone's looking at him, and it's, like, he's, like, a legend. And then, like, by uh-huh. the end, they are the ones doing it, and it's real. Mm-hmm. Well... I think the massacre was was mostly like o- like older people. It was like the like the young adults as opposed mm-hmm. to the kids from earlier. Like it well, was like the yes, older ranks yes. of the gangs. I also, I mean, I buy that. I totally buy that. I it doesn't change the fact that I felt like I felt like okay, I felt like the obfuscation of the violence later on in the film was very effective because showing this other this childlike violence and and having it be stagey um 
Yeah, and then removing that and just having you imagine it. I, I think it works totally, uh, and I loved it. And I also just love the usage of darkness in the film in general. I think there's oh my really God. cool mm, stuff that yeah. happens there. However, I do feel like that choice, to me, feels like it was more made out of we can't make that work in the same way that we can make a slap work in this scene. So we have to hide it because this massacre has to happen and it has to feel like these people are viciously slaughtered, but we can't technically make that work. I feel really? Like, well, yeah, I, because, because the hmm. one slash we do see doesn't, doesn't feel like a kill, a kill slash to me. It feels like that's the best that they could do. And that's okay. I don't fault them mm. for that. It's not like even a, um, yeah, it's it's it it's, it doesn't detract from the film to me. It's just like that's my relationship gotcha. to it. Watching okay. it. What were you gonna say, Henry? I I was just gonna say I feel like Charlie is right, but I also think that the scene is set up like with that in mind to good effect. Like it, it's it's it it works within the context totally. of the film that everything happens in the dark in this chaotic environment, in this like anonymous environment. You know, like it's mm-hmm. not. I think that, yeah, part of it does seem to be like, you know, um, as a technical skill, the violence isn't, you know, incredibly realistic in the same way that, like, the scenes of, you know, the the kid having his first kiss are realistic, you know? So, right. and clearly, there was a decision made that was like, yeah, we're not going to depict this entire massacre in full daylight because... You know, like, it, it wouldn't make sense. It's not the strength of what we do. Yeah. However, at the same time, thematically, there's a storm happening. The lights are out. There's It's like yeah. you're plunged into, like, a chaotic, uncertain, and tense environment. And, like, like, witnessing and just, like, mostly hearing this massacre happening by, like, little bits of candlelight adds so much mm. suspense and tension and just, like, oh, my God. Like, if it were in full lighting... I don't think it would have been as effective of a scene. No, I don't think so either. I, I completely agree with that. And I also think that um, Zhao Sir doesn't see it. He hears it. And when yeah. he comes in, all he sees is what's lit by his flashlight. By his flashlight. And, so, and like that, I think it, I think it totally works. And, and, um, and I think that they, you know, that, but that, the, 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 te- the technique, like what was possible mm. technically and the style, I think, had to, they had to find something that worked. Mm-hmm. And I think that that choice very well could have been what was going to happen all along. But, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the violence is so important in that, um, like, to me, it's it was helpful as a through line into... Um, these characters as children doing adult things mm-hmm. or, or, or like putting them the, the way they all talked, the way, the way they went around and they would go to the pool hall and shit, even though like they'd be around the older characters um, felt like Edward Yang was trying to to create a parallel 
between youth gangs and adults, mm. how adults function and how adults socialize and how they find meaning, especially after a war and, and, and these, these political complications. Um, and I feel like using, using children um, is a really smart way to do that as opposed to making a more typical post-war, uh, you know what I mean? Just film. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is how life was. It's like, the kids The kids say more about things than any other group would. Yeah. They, they are getting the, the, the most, the, the, the clearest imprint right. of, of how things are going. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and kids also... And I think also, the violence that they do is part of that. Yeah, I mean, definitely, and, like, especially in the wake of a very violent war and many violent wars um, that, like, the parents had lived through. Um, And I think also, you know, children in general um, depict something beyond the present tense of the film, you know? Because it's like, yeah, if you were just to show adults going through this kind of aimless, you know violent world it would be one thing but to show how it's projected onto the children and how they learn these things from the the troubles of their parents um it not only shows the generational like passing down of the struggle but it also implies the future passing down of that struggle yeah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Sort of to pull this in in another direction, um, I'm just thinking about talking about this. I feel like something that feels really um, just prominent in this film and also Yi Yi from the director's perspective, from my perspective, is is this idea of being an outsider and seeing Mm. things differently and feeling like you're not necessarily looking at things the right way and and learning to embrace your way of looking. Uh, and I, th- I feel that, of course, with Zhao Shi, who is an outsider in, in pretty much everything he does, um, he doesn't seem to really understand why everyone does the things they do all the time. He seems like he's trying to emulate other people at times and other times not. Um, but there is definitely a remove between him and others. Yeah. I feel like the closest he gets to someone are to Ming and to Ma, who are both outsiders as well. Mm-hmm. And um, and the, the, the stylistic choices that support that are so interesting to me. I feel like there's just this idea of, of being on the outskirts or being on the edges of things. And, like, there's a, there's a shot in particular that I feel is so to me is like such a thesis for that, which is when um, later on in their relationship, Zhaoshir and Ming are having a conversation and like one follows the other into a hallway and the camera stops and watches their shadows as they're reflected on this white lacquer door. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that feels like a perfect representation of, of, of this idea that is in both films and, and in Yi, in Yi Yi, you know, you're watching people's reflection or looking at them from outside a window and, mm. um, or you're not seeing them at all and you're just hearing them. Yeah. And I, I think that that, that shot is very telling. Um, 
just about how Edward Young sees the world and how he comes at it obliquely and, and as reflected against other things, but yeah. not directly. And that, that's that scene towards the end between Shaosir and Ma, uh, where I don't think Shaosir is even he's in the not frame. in the frame at the all. In, yeah, the entire oh scene. The entire and Ma scene. is hardly Ma in the frame talking. either. Yeah, that yeah he's that like was in the a, doorway or whatever. Yeah, like he like periodically steps back into frame and then steps yeah. out again, and it's like yeah. very strange to hear a conversation between two people and you only sometimes see one of them. <laughs> But, like, I mean, Edward Young is just, like, a master of static shots. Like, yeah. even just, like, oh, my God. I noticed this in Yee Yee, too, but, like, in this film, like, he'll take shots and, like, blend them between perspectives of characters in a single shot. Like, yeah. And, and, in yeah. Oh, it's just, like, so. You don't even it's like shots within it. shots. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's like, well, but on on that know. note, with the sorry, with with Zhao Xiu, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. there's also the the or um, with the Ma and Zhao Xiu, there's also that feeling of Zhao Xiu has come here to reckon with this guy. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we are losing sight of them, to me as a viewer, is like, oh shit, some like this is about to turn into a brawl because you can't see it, mm-hmm. and so you're just hearing this language. And you're like, oh, Ma's about to get hit. And then I'll come back into frame and you're like, okay, okay, okay. And then I'll go out of frame and it's like, oh God, he's about to get hit. Which yeah. is interesting. Yeah. Too. And mm-hmm. I think like there's there's definitely a a significant um change in Xiaomir or Xiao Sir. Um from the beginning of the film to the end of the film, which I guess is obvious, but I think we're also changing how we see him mm-hmm. and how we relate to him as as participants in the story where he kind of can blend in in the first half sometime i mean he's clearly the protagonist you mm-hmm. know there's no there's no question about it but like you feel like you're party to all of these events with him you know when at the at the concert at the like auditorium or whatever we lose him for a while and we kind of go off and see other things. Well, and I think we become him. You know, we are also observing things in this yeah. kind of third party way yeah. that he is. Yeah. And by the end of the film, when he really starts to like go through his thing, we start to like detach from him and start to think about him. We're uh, yeah. More. He becomes worthy of observation. Yeah. As opposed to being the observer. Yeah. Like some something has now happened to the kid that we've been identifying with this entire film, and the dad and everyone, and now everyone's kind of like, like Ming well, we, is not who yeah. we thought she was. The dad is not who we thought he was. You know, he's kind of compromised his himself, um, in a way, and now Xiao Xir is, and it leaves you with this kind of like, whoa, like we kind of didn't make it through this clean. No one really got through this, like unscathed you know what i mean it's like um there's a character in the wire that has a very similar path where at first like it's in season four when you know the uh wire spoilers if anyone hasn't seen it um (laughs) (laughs) i haven't (laughs) oh well i'll just abstractly describe basically you're following some kids in school um and they all end up at different places by the end of the season 
by how they're shaped by their experiences with gangs and with education and with, you know, um, adult mentors and stuff like that. And there's one character in particular who has just like a very tragic story of, you know, how like, um, oh, I might be getting two of them mixed up, but I'm pretty sure like his house burns down and he's like targeted by gang violence. And you see him at the end end up on the streets at the very beginning. He was just another kid. Just hanging out, just yeah. another kid, and like you see this, this very slow descent. Um, mm. And I kind of felt similar with watching this with with Shao Sir and how like he's very slowly descending into the violence he's being surrounded by, but also like it's all through the pressures of his environment. Um, yeah. And well, I'm, yeah. I'm, oh, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say I'm having some things solidify now about the relationship between individuality and community and the fact that like what we're talking about is all of the characters sort of unstick themselves from each other. The family separates into into individuals, the gang separates into individuals, the city, you know, the whole, every, every part of the film that in the beginning was so um, cohesive and stuck together Mm -hmm. or or trying to be stuck together, including Zhao Sur. Little Park Gang 217. Ends ends up as um, uh, alone. Ends up alone and isolated. And and, uh, it made me think about, earlier I had a thought while you were talking about something, Henry, that Zhao Sur is someone who needed to be helped. He needed Mm. support. He needed to be helped. But the people around him couldn't offer him that because Mm. they too needed that. And I think that in some ways it feels Whoa. like this might be a, a bit allegorical about Taiwan and the fact that like China's efforts to create this like communist society. I don't, I don't, I'm talking out of my ass here, but, but it feels like the idea of, of coming together in this film, in this very forced um, kind of like uh, uh, de, de, like removing the self and, and, and forming this thing that is very like, we are this thing without regard for everybody's the things about everybody that that off that they bring to the table that enhance the group it yeah. is ultimately what what collapses it and what causes it to fail mm-hmm. is this just like pressure yeah the pressure to 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 conform and to be this unit and to remove yourself and to just like lose yourself mm-hmm. it, it's what destroys so much in this film yeah i don't know no i'm with you and and it reminds me of a uh, the what happens with the dad which is an incredible part of the film mm-hmm. but he you know makes a causes a ruckus with the teachers about his son's uh demerit or whatever but he defends it when he's at home to his wife he's like now is the time uh for principles mm-hmm. now is the time that we that we instill principles in in the kid yeah and he compromises his principles at the end, right? He he gives people up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't make that up. I was like, well, he no, does, right? No, because he doesn't. He doesn't talk about no. He doesn't. He doesn't talk about Wang's corruption. Uh, he doesn't. That's the thing is they were trying to get him to sell out Wang, and he doesn't do it. I think. I thought. I thought he like eventually gives in. Well, we don't really. And maybe know it's not what Wang. He, we don't know what he wrote in that. That I, I final don't think so because did. yeah right yeah but, yeah um, because his wife says something along the lines of they were trying to get you to give up Wong yeah but and then there's he defends Wong but they're 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 talking to him about it like a, they're bringing up a bunch of people 
Right. Like, like, like I guess his communist None of us ties. know what we're talking about. <laughs> well, no, I, but I think they're just, I mean, they're asking about his relationship to these people, yeah. but all he says is like what they already know. Yeah, but he the writes point is something. They're trying to catch him. He out. writes something. There's a feeling that he compromised something. No, at the end. <laughs> I I I kind of want to rewatch. There's a lot Let's that I want to rewatch. Okay, you know what? You know what, guys? I'm loosening up. I like this a lot better now. This is the same thing that happened to me with Yi Yi. Like I just needed to talk about it a little bit, and things needed to settle. Are you loosening up? Because you're you're gripping the I chair. I will beat you. Like, <laughs> your your veins, you're like they're popping out of your skin. You're really tense right now. You, know, you don't I, seem. You loose. know what's gonna happen after this episode? What? I'm gonna be Zhao Sir, and you're gonna be Ming. <laughs> yeah, you're threatening to fucking stab me. You're telling me you're loose. And you're looking me dead in the eye. You, you're fucking scaring me, man. No you witnesses. gotta relax. No relax. There w- there's one witness. Can we talk about? And we're recording. Can we talk about the Sorry. scene where um, Lao Er gets just the shit beat out of him for something he didn't do? Yeah. Also, did he not do it? No, he didn't. That. That okay. was a. Uh, I- so he. So he he did take the watch and pawn it off, and then. Out of guilt, he went and won the money back to buy it back and got beat up in the process. He he was a very, like, understated character in that his whole purpose in the film was to just be someone who, like, out of desperation did something bad and then just got the shit beat out of him for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's, like, a kind of weird Christian moment between Schauser's youngest sister. Yeah. And I and I, that was the one thing I was like, why are you talking about Jesus? And like, because we there was never really like a Christian undertone, or like um, even the church was never really mentioned until that point, or I guess like in the summer school point of the film. But 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 you know it was, um, and I was like, wait, what? Are, what what are I we? With, <laughs> I think with that the Christian stuff, I, I got the impression that that was like. That that sister who's Christian, that was her thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The family yeah, was Christian. Yeah. They were like, "If you want to be Christian, fine, as long as you're doing your homework, you know, yeah. you know, it's your deal." It was it was like her way of reaching out well, to try and comfort. Yeah, well, you know. I think it was. Well, I think her Christianity was like something that she organically just just came onto, and it was, mm-hmm. you know, in every person in the film has their own way of coping with this world, mm-hmm. and hers was finding this faith and it's interesting because it also made me think about the russian literature that they were discussing oh my god yeah because russian literature is a lot has a lot of i haven't read tolstoy so i don't know what i'm talking about but like i i've read you know a handful of dostoevsky and those books are so um like they have this rooted in yeah rooted in faith and and, the brothers belief that if you believe brothers k you can you can Yeah. Brothers Progress. K. Yeah. <laughs> Alyosha, he's my love. Yeah, same. Um, but yeah, I I it it is a, it's a strange moment, but I think it it like it works um in the context of like th- this family like they don't have the same they're not rooted in the same things. This is this this is the, Whoa, this yeah. little girl's way of trying to reach out to her brother and comfort him, mm-hmm. and it's something that us as audience members are like, "What? I didn't know this about you." 
or I think they like maybe allude to it earlier. Yeah, no, no. There, there's a couple of scenes. The, there's where, parts with and, it, and and Jade mentions like, "Oh, your sister's really Christian." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's again, it's like her own thing. Yeah, it's her own thing that like, that's just her way of reaching out that you know, Shaosir doesn't have. Yeah. Well, it's you like know? it's like cheaper by the dozen. Like the, every oh, so. kid, every kid has their own thing, and then there's the one kid who feels outcasted. Yeah, I'm sure that film. It was an inspiration. At least the Steve Martin, right? Exactly, the Steve yeah. Martin version must have been. never seen it. <laughs> no, uh, it's but, on the list, so we'll see it next time. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's, yeah, wait, wait, is it in the top ten? I thought I saw it there. <laughs> number one. That's crazy. It's above Cheaper Mulholland Drive. Cheaper by the Drive. dozen. Number one. Yeah. Um, no, I. But Deservedly. I. I know what you mean though. Like it, 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 it brings a lot of depth to the family that like they all have their own thing kind of happening. Like the mom is a school teacher. The dad works for the government. Um, you know they have their own sets of values. The kids they're all a little different. Like one of them is a gambler who is always getting beat up. The other one um, tries to do good and then kills his girlfriend. You know, like yeah. It, but but you know it's. It was perplexing in the moment, I think, because I hadn't picked up on that hint when they started talking about Christ. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like it was a huge deal. It was just kind of like something she was talking about. She's like, you know, your brother is getting punished for your sins, and then I'm going to go wait for you at the church. And when he doesn't show up, it's because he's doing a big sin, you know? Like, yeah. there's a really interesting moment there where, like, at this one point in time, he had the choice to go to church and meet with the reverend or he had the choice to go seek revenge um, against his friend um, through the act of murder and he cho- mm-hmm. he chooses to kill um, well I, f- I kind of feel like I don't know what you guys think well I have two thoughts about this but first of all I feel like I'm not sure that he went in planning to kill me I think that, no, that is how it all. just yeah, yeah. Just developed. Well, he he brought Probably the knife to kill for Ma. Ma. Yeah, but yeah. but was he yeah. gonna yeah. kill him? I don't know. But but yeah, okay. And then what I was think your... I think he didn't know. I think he didn't know what he was gonna do. He he went in and he was like, "I'm so mad. I have to do something." But he didn't know what mm-hmm. it was until that moment. And then yeah. after he did it, he was like, "No, fuck." Yeah, yeah. Um, but oh god, what was I gonna say? Shit. <laughs> we were I talking about like the two options he had. Yeah, but before when when you were talking about um each fam each member has their own thing. Steve Martin. All right. <laughs> it's gone. Um Go yeah, my my thought on that is like it, to me it speaks to the to what they're picking up from American culture. Like that that whole idea is is super hmm. reminiscent of like the American nuclear family kind of dissolving and everyone yeah. kind of being on their own little plane. Um that's what reminded me of that. I remember my thought now. Um, talking about uh, Lao Er uh, being held accountable for something he didn't do harkens back to the conversation that dad had with the son, where the dad was like, people who can accept, who can apologize for something they didn't do are people who are care- capable of terrible things. Hmm. And I think that that is wrong. And I think that that is a, a point of philosophical failing that passes on from father to son. Because, yes, you should stand up for yourself. Yes, you should do what's right. But there are times in life where you have to accept, depending on the situation, mm. um, 
you have to accept responsibility for things that might not have been your fault um, for the sake of, of yourself and others. And I think that there there's there's a gray area, and that's my belief. But um, because not everyone is is always capable of of going about it, things holistically and having a whole conversation and and being able to hear another perspective, there are a lot of people who are imperfect. And I think the father is an example of someone yeah. who he says that, but in a situation where his son is telling him, "I didn't do that," would he believe him? Would that would that work? Not sure. Yeah. I th- and I think the father is emotionally pretty fucked up and he's stunted. Bro- broken and by the end. Completely that's, broken. Yeah, and he's, he, he, he lives with certain dissonances, and I think that is one that he... But a human dissonance that's yeah. just, like, exploited. Of course. And completely, like... Totally, but I think it's one that he passes on to his son and gives to his son yeah. unknowingly, and I think it's... They, it just it's has kind the of worst like that, consequences. Yeah, it's like that yeah. inherited curse. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Which again, like the these thing these are human normal things that are are like crushed. Yeah. And into like, something that creates that murder. Yeah. You right. know. And it's like the three of us don't have these failings or or any, but a lot of people do and and it's worth showing that and representing people who are flawed. Damn, man. I'm what kind the of hell? A failure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have any problems, <laughs> Speak for but yourselves. it's fun to watch a movie with, about people that do. <laughs> All right. I mean, shit, man. So much happens in this movie. Is there anything that you feel like really stuck out to you that you really want to like get on wax? I have no. one thing. Okay. Cool. That's great because I have one thing, um, <laughs> which is... The use of light, and I, I think at first it was, like, hallways where, like, you only saw the light of one room, and that was, like, really the focal point of the composition. But then later on, it's the flashlight, and I, like... Oh, yeah. Really liked the flashlight, both as just, like, the thing that Shao Sur carries. Like, if you played him in an RPG, that's, like, his main weapon, you know? <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, he always has it on him, and, like, he uses it, and, like, I feel like what I haven't really gotten to is, like, like, the thematic resonance with the flashlight. Like, what is, is he using it to illuminate things and discover things about his world? I mean, he uses it to look at mm-hmm. Shang Dong as he's dying, you know? He uses it to look at um, uh, Sly and... Ming as they're making out or whatever like it, 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 it has a big presence in the plot and then obviously at the very end he gives it up for the knife um, and I kind of want to like dig deeper into that in my own head I guess um, but I, I have some thoughts on yeah, that I do too I feel like it's his perspective it's his vision it's like it's uniquely his he controls where it looks what it shows and I think that that like especially with the with when him seeing Shang Dong, that is is him seeing something that is completely his own. Like no one else mm. gets to see it like he does, and that is a moment of um, of solidifying his personhood to himself. I think. Mm-hmm. I saw it as like a an attempt to see something clearly. And 
truthfully, but um, ultimately being unable to do so. Because so many times in this film, the flashlight will be the only source of light mm. and we'll have an entire frame outside of a little like circle of light be obscured. And so much of what happens in this film is the things that are obscured that you don't see that affect you. The pressures in the darkness outside of what you can see that are affecting you and you don't even know it. And the flashlight is an attempt to see it in the dark to see what is yeah. what is like digging at me and it doesn't work because you can't you can't you can't illuminate the whole thing yeah i think that's why the massacre is like pretty much entirely in darkness mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i think that that also like goes back to what i was saying about the like being an outsider and being on the periphery it's like trying yeah. to get out and to get the whole picture to, to see the circle mm-hmm. inside and you're never going to you're always going to be in the edges and the corners like and and whenever you see it, you're just seeing a part of it out of context, and it doesn't allow you to to move through that membrane. Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of how I saw it because it it really is um, such a big part of this film in in its cinematography, and it like I don't know, I I I don't think I really made that connection in my head until you posed the question, yeah. but it, it's like it's so important. I mean, so much of this film is in darkness and and complete darkness not like lighted darkness or lit darkness mm-hmm. darkness you cannot fucking see what's happening in many shots of this film yeah um not that it's like entirely obscured like skin of a rink or something like that but um it's a it's a distinct choice and um yeah it's yeah, it's super it's, interesting it's done to really good effect like i think the darkness of a lot of these scenes makes those little moments of light stand out and become framing points, focal points, but also like they become dynamic points of interest. Like when Mm -hmm. the lights are flashing in a room, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And he's just like, he like does such a good job using the environment in the two films I've seen, but like, it's very clear that like there's a thing he just knows how to use a fucking camera, you know. Like, Where to he knows put how to it? Frame yeah. a good, goddamn composition. Oh my god, it's so fucking good. Like yeah. every and I think, single yeah. shot. You yeah, know? like yeah. And and like like Yang and Yi Yi, it's because he's looking at things from a different angle, and he's doing things that are unconventional, and perhaps counterintuitive to how another person might show that mm-hmm. and that's his strength is his unique vision his flashlight that he, yeah. edward young has found throughout his light life yep. mm-hmm. like this is how i see it and this mm-hmm. is how i show it yeah it's incredible it's singular i mean yeah. the shot of uh all the students near the beginning of the film like during like the assembly or whatever or, or, and it's yeah. like chaucer and cat in the middle cat yeah. by the way is an amazing yes. character and i was yeah. saying shit during the film, I was like, Cat is on go. Cat is like <laughs> down. He, like, he, his boy gets like taken away by some thugs. He and his homie fucking break a chair, <laughs> put it into pieces, and like get ready to fight like eight dudes who are all bigger than him. Yeah. And Dude, he's a great he singer. And sings and has the golden voice of Literally. an angel. Dude, Literally. Like, that was the craziest moment of this film. Like the the I mean the one moment that had me actually just dying of laughter was when he goes up and starts singing uh-huh. and has like this like 
beautiful silky feminine yeah. voice. Yes. Soprano. It's just, yes, like, bro. Ridiculous. It's like almost yeah. absurd. But yeah. like I love how into music he is. He's like, "Can you get your sister to transcribe these lyrics?" And like, uh-huh. he's just a singer. Oh my and, god! And he gets Elvis yeah. to write him back. That was I, I. had a big ass grin on my face when he like we listened to that little tape where he was like, "Yeah, Elvis wrote me back and he sent me this ring. I wear it every day." And mm-hmm. they throw it in the trash. I, they throw it. Yeah, that ending man is like, oh. But that's I went from the, that's, like, yeah. It was just big grin to like massive frown instantly. Yeah, like, oh. yeah. That's that's the thing about this film though that like had me coming into this conversation just like steely is that it's just so many things happen that just are so horrible, and it is it is altogether for me it was like nauseating. It really ups- It's just so upsetting, and that's the point, yeah. of course, but. In the same way that Yee Yee, incrementally and like without you even seeing it or noticing it, builds up this like beauty, and and develops this like beautiful thing, and then you don't see it until it's complete, and then you're left and you're just kind of like witnessing it and yeah. looking around at it, and you continue to have that with you forever. This is 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 very different. It's like this is is doing the same thing, but cumulative. With something thing yeah but. this like really like gradual yeah cumulative picture of 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 what happens when people are are marginalized and are oppressed and are left unsupported and un um yeah it's just and and like what happens when you treat someone as a criminal they act yeah. like a criminal you know it's yeah. like this whole yeah 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 but but all of that really comes together at the end, and it's so dark. Yeah. They and were going to give him the death sentence. Yeah. You know, it's super yeah. just oh, like... Oh, yeah, that was ooh. crazy. Just yeah. very, and, like, and we, real yeah. kind of real oppression. Mm-hmm. And we talked you know? briefly between Changing Batteries about how Antonio said, like, it's even more tragic when you have seen Yi Yi and you know how much Edward Young sees the beauty in things. And, and I... I feel like a little bit like this is him exercising an anger and like a rage within him that allowed him to get to the point of being able to make Yee Yee and, and having beauty and life and joy like forge through the darkness to being able to have a moment in Yee Yee like when, when the woman leaves after uh, he tells him, mm-hmm. he tells her he loves her still and that to be good. And yeah. then to be like okay, yeah. Whereas in this film, that that second part is not happening. Well, there there are beautiful parts in this film. Of course, there are beautiful parts in this film. But like, but the the ultimate thing yeah. is is downward. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. To me. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. The message is isn't downward. one of beauty of life. It's more of, you know, um, it's a whole lot more pessimistic yeah. in a in a certain way. I mean, it it ends on a very sour note. Yeah, um, it you know we're we're it's kind of more of a collapse of character rather than just a picture being painted of a general yeah. beautiful thing. Um, but yeah. in a way, it is it is just as you know honest and true. Mm-hmm. And of course, like this this is life for people. Like people live yeah. this life. Yes, right. Um, yes. and so you know it's it's different perspectives on the same 
supernatural thing that we all experience. Totally. And and like for example, the the first kiss scene is mm-hmm. staggeringly beautiful and intimate yeah. to a point where that scene was amazing. I I don't even know how they did it, like how a how a director can direct like teenagers to be so vulnerable like that. Mm-hmm. I was uh, it's it's incredible. Even though it's a complicated scene, even though like it's it's messy, you know, like it, it, like the context of of that kiss, right? It's kind of like a, a kind of random, yeah. and it's this girl that like doesn't really play a big role. It's not Ming. It's it's a yeah. It's it's a girl he doesn't know. It's it, not it's not anyone we had met had met before. Yeah. Wait, really? Um. No. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that's why to me it was it it wasn't beautiful. It was like he 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 needed to do it, and then he did it, and he was like, "That's that's the thing. That's the thing. The kiss itself was still like innocent, yeah, and and pure, and just like." vulnerable in that way that that first kisses are will always be yeah though it's still messy and complicated and and um kind of maybe done not in bad faith but you know what i mean it's 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 it wasn't i'm not sure it's it's how he imagined it he doesn't have feelings for this girl (laughs) yeah so yeah he's 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 accomplishing the task Mm -hmm. but he realizes it's not so much about the kissing as it is about the Mm -hmm. relationship to it with the other person like though though this is certainly a pessimistic film in many ways there's there's still this like just inherent appreciation Mm -hmm. for life openness yeah Uh that that I really appreciate and that I think can be um, disarming because Yi Yi is such like a beautiful film, not without its complications. Yeah. But and darknesses. This, this is like, it's doing something else. This film is doing something else. It's that, like a, it's just a crueler, more insidious Yi Yi, but it's the same world. I don't, yeah, I don't know if I agree with that way of putting it, but I got you. I got you. Well, it's it just a longer yee yee. Yeah. It's a longer yee yee, pretty much. Anyways. That's it. That's that's the <laughs> review. Shut up. <laughs> um, so, do we want to talk about the list? Yes. Yeah. That's a great segue. Oh, well, actually, before we talk about the list, really quick shout out. Amazing child performances in this film. Yes. Oh Amazing my God. editing in this film. Like, besides uh yang's directorial abilities and shot composition and everything like everything in this film is firing on all cylinders Uh the cinematography of course the editing is fucking incredible also there's no external sound at all yeah non-diegetic sound yeah we talked about the score from yee coming into this and i was waiting for some none not yeah, I didn't moment. want to say there was no score, yeah. but the music is important in the film and, yeah. and amazing. But but like the only sounds are you're hearing are people talking in a scene, people walking, or music turned on in the scene. It's crazy. It's yeah. really yeah. cool. The sound's incredible. It, um, it's crazy how immersive that can be. Like it seems really counterintuitive that like yeah, all you're hearing is the silence of each, you know, between each footstep. <laughs> yeah but yeah. like um yeah it's it, it yeah it was incredible and in how it kind of sucks you in that way if you're if you're with it 
you know, it is very captivating. Yeah, totally. Anyways, I, I just wanted to shout out like yeah. the, the, the filmmaking behind it because it's, yeah. it's exceptional and it's, it's a miracle that they made it's this stellar. fucking movie. Yeah. It's four hours and it, it's, it's amazing. I don't know how they made this movie. Yeah. It's, it's fucking incredible. Anyways. So, so start on the list for you. Um, yeah, I mean, it should be on the list. Mm-hmm. It absolutely should be on the list. It's like uh, a staggering achievement. Um, I think along with Yee Yee, I think it should be higher. I'm su- I mean, just obvi- again, I know it's it's a poll, but like, if I were to rank the greatest movies of all time, I think like this, the height that this film reaches along with Yee Yee, and I would put Yee Yee over this movie. Yeah, me too. Um, mm-hmm. Same. Is so high. Um, that I I don't feel right about it being at seventy eight. Um, but of course, like I'm happy to see it on the list, mm-hmm. and I'm happy we watched it. Um, I but I think you know this is one of the greatest films of all time. I think Yee Yee is one of my favorite films of all time, um, as well as being one of the greatest films of all time, easily. Um, and I I think it should be higher. But that's that's my opinion. Yeah. How about you, Henry? I pretty much agree with Antonio. I mean, I, I, I think Yee Yee should be, like, orders of magnitude higher. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, the the, the other films that I watched from the list, um, I don't think any of them compare to it. Um, this one is no exception. It's a good film, but um, it is it is interestingly placed. And, I, you know, I'm also aware of how the, the ranking works, and it's you know and it's quirks and stuff like that um i do think it 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 should be on here though because as like a slice of filmmaking it's it's very exceptional in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways and it introduces you know very interesting perspectives of of filmmaking um and storytelling um i thought it was really good i enjoyed it i'm glad i watched it i i agree i think i kind of feel like you know since we were talking about Blue Velvet and Mulholland Drive, I feel like this is a similar thing where this, I like this definitely feels like an earlier work. And perhaps that's just because I've seen them both and I know where they fall in the lineup. But I feel like Yee Yee mm. is a lot, it's like a lot of things have crystallized in between. Focused. Yeah, focused. And also he's he knows more about himself and knows more about what he thinks. And he's able to, to draw that out of all of these moments in a way that feels a lot more comprehensive and also a lot, well, well, not being uh, obvious or, or um, explicit. It's just like, it's, it's like this tremendous pillar that just like extends out of the film and into the rest of your life. And, and I feel like this is doing that too. Um, It's just a lot, it's more scattershot, I'd say. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't quite have that that um uh yeah that focus no, nor nor does it necessarily intend to in the no, way that Yee Yee no does. no no but I just think I just think Yee Yee is like a more refined work yeah. by this director yeah. um and yeah I think it 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 ultimately has a little bit more to say but I think the achievement of this film is undeniable and 
gargantuan and I I feel like it makes sense where it is because we've seen now this is our 19th film and it feels like solidly in the top of that um but also like I've seen a handful of movies from the from the higher points of the list and I would still kind of keep those where they are mm. but I think I would feel better it were were ye ye higher yeah agreed like I might be a little more like, okay, like 78, like I'll rock with it. Yeah. Like it's, it's baffling to me that, that Yee Yee is like what, it's 80 so, something. It's 20 years old, you know, like it's going to move up. Oh yeah. It's going to move so. up. I think, so. I think that this is the movie, you know, like when people found it, like when these people who are voting found out about Andrew, Edward Young, it was through this film, Andrew Young, yeah. always, um, <laughs> they found out about him. This was his breakthrough. Yeah, exactly. So this. international, And it is. I mean, to to watch this and not know anything about him or it in a, in, what a, in a force. festival, a festival what a force. in 1994, I would have been... 91, I think. 91? Yeah, I think well, this film came out in 1991. It, it would have been... Yeah, it's it's a, a paradigm shift in cinema. Yeah. And so for those people who had that experience, like an older crowd who had this Edward Young um, revelation, I of totally course. get why they would be like, Top brighter summer day, yeah, yeah. Like Yee Yee is great, but like, it will younger... never beat the experience of seeing brighter yeah. summer day in theaters for the first time. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, that makes one hundred percent sense. But to I me. think as as the list continues to mature, I think Yee Yee yeah. probably will will overcome because it's like so concerned with like the human question in a way that like two thousand one is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like these great films that are great. Obviously, because of their exceptional filmmaking and craft, but of the way they change the way you think about life, yeah, and the way they affect you and and move you, um, and Yee Yee like does that, fucking does that, like yeah. without without you know any any hesitation or doubt, you know, it's it's like one of the greats. So yeah, right. I I think it'll move up. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure to vote for it once they ask us. <laughs> <laughs> Have they reached out to you guys yet? Yeah. Uh, cease and, uh, and desist. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, no, they haven't. Um, um, okay. I mean, is that it? I think I think we did it. Brighter summer day. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Any parting absolute, thoughts, Henry? Absolute gargantuan of a film. What a great experience. Thanks for having me on. Dude, thanks this is for a lot doing of fun. this. This has yeah. been uh, an amazing conversation. Um, what do you think about coming back? You have to answer right now. I would if if we're uh, fuck yeah. If if we if the opportunity arises, I mean, like I I'm trying to keep up with this list because I mean everything I've seen so far is exceptional. Um, I. I like talking to you guys. Dude. Uh, no, th- this has been a fucking <laughs> awesome no, that, conversation. Yeah. Next time we'll get Not you to out here it. and we'll do it all together. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, I don't think, we'll I don't think we out. made it clear. I'm uh, on the other side of the continent from these fools. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Th- this is our first um, virtual first video recording. Virtual. Yeah. 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 First virtual but, um, recording. So forgive any kinks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but it, 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 it's been a lot of fun and, you know... Um, I love talking about things that I love and I know yes. you guys do too. Um, mm. And like, I know that this is going to be something that's going to sit with me a little deeper because we had this conversation. And so thank you for that. Yeah. 
And thank you, dude. I, I, I'm grateful for what you brought to the conversation. And I feel like um, if you weren't here, it would have sucked. Dude, it would have sucked. <laughs> it would have sucked, yeah. to be honest. I, I mean, I would have been talking uh, to a, one a star. wood plank. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, you know, I'm excited to see what, what you guys uh, review next. And, um, you know, as always, it's um, it's it's always... An exciting Monday when I can <laughs> yes. load up film babble. <laughs> oh, and, uh, I love you, man. I love you. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's yeah, it's it's good. And since we're a continent apart, um, it is is always good to hear hear y'all's voice. So, of course, of course. Um, speaking of what are we doing next time? Matter, Matter of, of life, life and death. death. Yeah, probably. I think that's probably we have this big tie. So or Sunset Boulevard. We're between Sunset Boulevard, Matter of Life and Death, and Modern Times. Satin Tango as well. And Satin Tango. Uh, we made it almost through an entire episode without mentioning how we're going to watch a seven-hour film. Um, <laughs> but it's coming up in the next I w- few at, weeks. At the end of this movie, I was like, I was wow, imagine same. another three hours. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh. I, I was like, oh, Dude, I'm not ready. I'm not ready, bro. I'm not ready. Anyways, um... Henry, I love you. Thanks again for coming on the show, and and we'll check back in with you on on this list. All right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Love you guys. You. Yeah. Good. Right. Good to see you again. I'll see you in Denver, right? Yes, oh, bro. Yeah. Birthday. We'll, we'll, Let's do it we'll again. We'll figure something out. We'll figure out another trip. That'd um, be a lot of fun. But anyway, um, have a good night. And um, all right. Uh, yeah. Goodbye, film babble. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>